Good evening, everyone, and welcome to an evening update with the Carolina Weather Group on Tropical Storm Isaias. It has been a whirlwind day for the storm. We woke up this morning and it looked rather disheveled. It was still a hurricane by the National Hurricane Center's guidance that was issued this morning, and then it became more disheveled through the afternoon and into early evening, and I believe it was 5 p.m. the National Hurricane Center decided to actually downgrade it to a tropical storm but that is short-lived, um, so let me go ahead and share my screen and I'll walk you through what we're looking at over this evening uh, and into tomorrow. So at this, at this moment, uh, Tropical Storm Isaias is about 100 miles off of uh, the Florida coast, off of Miami, located. It's just past the Bahamas and is now over a, a shallow area of very warm water, which has allowed it to really surge back to life over the last two and a half hours. It's now uh, posting some very deep convection just to the north and east of its low-level center. Um, earlier in the day, the, the mid-level shear had actually sheared away all of the convection from the center, and it was completely bare. And you could see the low-level swirl, uh, but that has since been covered up by this explosion of convection. Uh, as of the 8 p.m. update, National Hurricane Center uh, had placed it, as I said, about 100 miles uh, to the south and east of Miami, moving northwest at 9 miles an hour, sustained winds about 70 miles per hour, so that is down from the 80 miles per hour that it was at one point yesterday evening. But they do expect it to re-strengthen into a hurricane by 2 p.m. tomorrow. Now, by 2 p.m. tomorrow, the storm is obviously going to be a little bit further to the north and west, and it's likely approaching the Florida coast. Uh, it is going to make a very close scrape. It's going to make a very close pass to the Florida coast. storm will be tracking as a low-grade Category 1 hurricane near um, Melbourne, Palm Bay, kind of the Space Coast by 2 p.m. tomorrow and, and evening, even into tomorrow evening. Uh, so this 36 hours out, that gets us to 2 a.m. on the 3rd. Uh, it'll be exiting the Space Coast as likely down to a tropical storm uh, and entering back into this little area, this, this curve where the Georgia coast um, moves off to the north and east and turns into South Carolina and North Carolina. And then we start to look at the track as we head into the Carolinas. Um, it looks at this moment like everyone is going to be in for something if you were in the eastern part of the Carolinas. Uh, the exact landfall location is still unknown, um, but no matter where you are, if you live near the coast, it looks like you're going to be seeing at least some gusty winds uh, and some heavy rain. Uh, now, because the storm is currently lopsided and potentially could still be lopsided thanks to moderate shear. Um, that means that most of the convection, most of the heavier rain and stronger winds are to the north and east side of the storm. And it's entirely possible that we may still be looking at that kind of a situation when the storm rolls into the Carolinas um, by Monday evening, kind of Tuesday morning. So this is 60 hours out. The National Hurricane Center expects it to be a 70 or 60 mile per hour tropical storm located right near uh, Myrtle Beach, maybe just slightly offshore making landfall sometime around then. Um, and now, remember, as I said before, it could be anywhere in this blue cone, but generally that's kind of what we're thinking. Landfall potentially near Myrtle Beach 60 hours from now, so early in the morning uh, on Tuesday, August 4th. But as the storm approaches South Carolina uh, midday Monday, we're going to start seeing tropical storm force sustained winds spreading up into especially the central South Carolina coast, so Charleston, Mount Pleasant, Sullivan's Island, uh, further to the north, Georgetown, there you're going to be starting to see sustained winds potentially up to 50 miles an hour uh, as the storm moves north. And then by 
late night Monday, early morning Tuesday. That storm is going to be moving up towards Wilmington, uh, Moorhead City. And this is a little bit track dependent if it's further east. Moorhead City, you're going to be seeing even stronger winds. Uh, Charleston, you're going to be seeing weaker winds. Uh, but if it does kind of run this, this um, outcome, then Charleston will be getting in on some of the stronger winds uh, as it potentially makes landfall near the Myrtle Beach area, North Carolina, South Carolina State border. Flip over to the next slide. Uh, you can see some potential wind gusts. And it's, this just kind of you know, it looks similar to the last uh, GIF that you just saw, but it illustrates the potential for wind gusts up into the 60s and maybe even lower 70s. Um, this is not looking like a catastrophic event by any means, but that is definitely strong enough to do tree damage uh, and knock out the power for many folks. And with hot days coming in the wake of tropical storm slash potentially a hurricane, ESIS, um, that is not what we want to see. Um, lots of folks are going to want their power. Uh, we don't want anyone to be sweltering in that heat. Now, there is still a lot of uncertainty, particularly with timing. A few Euro Ensemble members have the ESIS located just past Florida, kind of in that little curve with, off the Georgia coast. Um, while others have it all the way as far north and east as Wilmington, Moorhead City area. Um, so we're not exactly sure how quickly the storm is going to be moving. Like I said, at the moment, it is moving to the northwest at nine miles an hour, but we're likely going to see that as it turns, start to speed up just a touch as it gets caught up in the trough and moved off to the north and east. Um, but it's not just timing that we're uncertain about. It's location and it is track. As, as we're always saying, there is still uncertainty. Uh, this, if it tracks more to the west, then we're going to see stronger impacts, not only inland, but also for Charleston um, and for Florence, South Carolina, and potentially some heavier rain even into uh, Columbia, South Carolina. So this is very track dependent. Further, further west means more inland impacts. Further east means uh, less inland impacts, but potentially even a stronger storm for the locations like Wilmington or Moorhead City or the Outer Banks that do get impacted. If we flip over to the precipitation side, it's kind of the last bit that I want to cover. Uh, thankfully, this is going to be moving pretty quickly as it passes through the Carolinas. So we'll be looking at um, four inches of rain. We can call it three to six inches. This is the uh, WPC's forecast for a total precipitation through um, 8, 8, 8 p.m. on Wednesday, or sorry, pardon me, 8 p.m. on Tuesday. See a widespread three to four inches through from Charleston up through Raleigh and even parts, some areas further east out towards the Outer Banks. So this is, once again, track dependent. A further east track means that you're going to kind of see that as this portion of heaviest rain, the three to four inches, move and shift further towards the east, towards the Outer Banks, and away from the Raleigh area. Um, this is not any kind of cataclysmic rainfall total. We've certainly seen worse, as we saw with Florence a couple of years ago. Um, but three to four inches is enough, especially if it comes in a short time frame to prompt flash flood warnings. Um, and for some areas near the coast, I know that we're, we're approaching a, a king tide, a full moon, which means that we're going to have higher and lower tides than usual. Uh, so some places, Charleston, South Carolina, where they have uh, plenty frequent urban flooding, uh, if we get heavy rain on top of a high tide and high king tide at that, um, that's going to promote even more street flooding than we may already be seeing if we get some um, some light storms, some small storm surge. Um, there are still some details to iron out here. Obviously, storm surge is one. Didn't really address it here. We are expecting some um, small storm surge values at this time. That's going to be very track and intensity dependent. Uh, so we'll keep you guys updated over the next 24 to 36 hours on that. Uh, but that, that is generally what we're thinking. Feel free to reach out to us on social media, 
Carolina Facebook, Carolina Weather Group on Facebook and uh, Carolina WX Group on Twitter. If you have any questions, um, we're posting frequent updates there every time the National Hurricane Center provides an update. We are reiterating it out and resending it out so that you guys can see uh, what we're expecting as well as adding our own little local touch onto it. Uh, so consider reaching out to us there if you have questions. Um, we'd be happy to answer them. Or if you just want to follow and uh, follow along and see see what we're talking about, we'd, we'd love to have you there. Um, so Evan Fisher for the Carolina Weather Group uh, signing off for the 1st of August. Good night, everyone. <laughs>